0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the Games Are Fun podcast. My name is Luke Armstrong, and I am your host. Joining me this week is Adam Beagle. Adam, thanks for taking the reins last week and hosting the show. It was great to hear a Beagle Brothers podcast. <laughs> yeah, sure, no problem. It was a lo-
1: it was a lot of fun. We had a good time.
0: Also
2: joining us is Garrett Neely. Welcome, Garrett. How's it going? Doing well. Happy to be back on a main episode of the show. It's been a couple episodes now, but yeah you guys held it down last week adam and, and steven and great episode and happy to be back and ready to talk about some uh next gen stuff
0: yeah yeah for sure this is like the first time in a while that all three of us have actually managed to get on the episode because i know uh-huh. we i flip been a minute yeah i flip flop between the two of you there and then with the tony hawk review and all that but mm-hmm. yeah the podcast kind of seems a bit of a, a jumble uh as of late um even even in terms of content because we're just all prepping for next gen and we all know that like next month in November, I mean all three of us were talking today about how next month is there's going to be a lot of content to cover, right? We have console launches, we got big AAA games coming out uh, pretty much till for the rest of the year, then we get into our game of the year discussions and all that. So from here on out we're going to have some pretty good content to look forward to. But in today's show, we're going to be talking about the PlayStation 5 UI reveal that was posted earlier today. There was an 11 and a half minute video or something like that, that PlayStation th- threw up this morning. And yeah, we're going to talk about it, go over some of the features they outlined in that short video, and then maybe kind of discuss Xbox and how the two, you know, user interfaces compare, you know, they're trying to do similar things, um... There's some we have some questions that we wanted to talk about in some of the features that might be, you know, accessible on, on Xbox and not PlayStation. So that's kind of what the show looks like today. We're going to keep it at just that topic, and then we'll catch you up briefly on what games we've been playing. I know Adam, you and your brother did a great job at talking about some of the some of those games last week. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll catch you up. I I haven't really had a lot of time, and neither has. Garrett in, in terms of playing games, but uh, we do have a, a bit to mention before we end off the show. So that's what today's show is looking like. But before we get into all that, we have a couple things to mention. If this is your first time listening to the show. Welcome to... Games are fun. Games are fun is a weekly podcast. Each week, Adam, Garrett, and I join together to talk about video game news, trending industry topics, and give reviews on recent game releases. The podcast is available on your favorite podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Just search for Games are Fun on your podcast platform of choice. Today's show is brought to you by the Games Are Fun store, but we're going to talk a little bit about that later. And with that, I have no housekeeping, no notes to mention. I don't know if you guys have anything to mention before we jump into this big topic here.
1: I guess for me, I'm just going to plug last week's episode again. <laughs> uh, me and my brother, Steven, we just sat and talked video games for a while. Uh, pretty pretty much the entire show. And uh, yeah, it was, it was good. It was a lot of fun. Um, lots of games in there. So if you uh, are feeling like you don't have anything to play, just go give that a listen. I'm sure you'll... Uh, hear something that you like out of all that definitely
2: I always love listening to, to episodes that Steven's on because he kind of is in a little bit of a different circle than the three of us when it comes to games he plays a few he's things in his that... own world <laughs> yeah he, play, he <laughs> Quite plays literally things... with no man's sky right <laughs> <laughs> right exactly yeah he's he's just always uh, kind of venturing out into some stuff that I don't think any of the three of us really get into so it's always really interesting to hear him his perspective on things
0: yeah it was a great episode and i was. I was lucky to be a listener last week to hear you guys talk about some of those games. And, man, do I want to play Phasm... Oh, man. What's it called? Phasmophobia. Phasmophobia. So bad. I want you to play that game big (laughs) time. It sounds so up my alley, but... Is it is it coming to consoles? I I can't remember. I I have no idea. It's one guy, so oh probably
1: uh, not. No. I mean I mean maybe I'm sure he's making money hand over sure, fist yeah. right now. So mm-hmm. you know maybe with all all that loot he's getting uh, yeah. from game sales, you know we'll see. I know they're planning some updates, some new maps. I think a harder difficulty. Oh, okay. Um, so there's there's new content already in the works.
0: Well, that's awesome. Side note: Before we get into the topic, like two years ago, I back this game on kickstarter called ghost theory and it was uh instead of multiplayer it was more single player focused where you basically it's first person horror type game where you're a ghost hunter and then you visit certain locations around the globe that are known for being having you know set ghost sightings and are haunted and you know, There's lots of myths and legends about these locations and they're real world locations. And you get to go and you have all the, your ghost equipment to, to find these ghosts and stuff. And I backed that game because th- I'm like, wow, this is such a cool concept. And unfortunately, it just was one of those Kickstarter games that never saw the light of day. And occasionally, like every three or four months, there'll be like an update. Um, But like at this point, it's probably not going to happen. But uh, so yeah, when you mention. Uh, phasmophobia i was like man that is that can replace that game i was looking looking forward to play right pretty much (laughs) anyways all right let's get to this big topic which is the playstation 5 ui so i was quite surprised this morning when i woke up and uh saw all this chatter about playstation i was like oh what did i miss i knew Hmm. we had some rumors earlier this week about ui and burger king and there was all just like a bunch of randomness around it and so we all kind of expected at any moment playstation could drop some sort of presentation uh so before we even pull this apart and talk about it what do you guys think of playstation just you know putting up a 11 minute video do you think that was a a good choice keep it short keep it simple or were you guys expecting maybe some sort of state of play presentation where you know they do a bit of a deeper dive in showing us the UI, showing us features in more detail. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll kick it over to you first, Garrett.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was, um, I, I didn't mind how they did this. I think they should be doing something like this every week at this point. Like this week, the UI, next week, let's hear about another new feature or, or show us some gameplay from something we haven't seen. You know, it's it's time to really start pushing this stuff out the door so we know what we're getting day one on this console. And so yeah. Um, I felt like they probably could have given it a little bit more time to breathe. 11 minutes is, is pretty short. And, uh, that seemed like they had a lot they wanted to get through and they kind of rushed through a few things. So, um, yeah, I mean, it it was okay. I think it could have been better. could have been worse, but, um, just happy that that we're finally getting to see it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. How about you, Adam?
1: Yeah, I, I think I'm okay with what they did. Um, I mean, in the end it's, it's just the UI, which, doesn't makes it sound like it's not a a big deal but it is you know it's something that we've been wanting to see you know to to be able to compare with what xbox has going on and uh i i think that the length was fine Uh, in my opinion maybe a a little bit too longer i think they could have spent a little bit less time and and uh just you know sort of did just a, a general overview and then maybe they could have gone in depth in like a later uh, video or something like that, but right. I feel like they maybe spent a little too much time on some of the features, and maybe there's some things that we didn't get to see because they were worried about time constraints. And uh, but in the end, yeah, I think I think it was cool. There's some neat features in there. Um, I, I it totally caught me off guard. I mean, you came, Luke, into our. Uh, group chat and it's like well we found our story for the day I'm like what the <laughs> hell are you talking about like what and and to be fair I wasn't really keeping my eye on social media sure. or anything like that I was just this morning I was uh it did some stuff around the house and was playing Genshin Impact before work which is when you sent the thing and then <laughs> I watched the video and I'm like oh yep we certainly do have something to talk about uh so yeah totally by surprise which is fine because uh to be honest like this going to sound weird but I'm maybe a little like vented out at this point like Mm -hmm. I'm just tired of seeing things and I just want to have the things Um, (laughs) Totally, yeah so (laughs) that's where I'm at with
0: that yeah I mean I would pretty much would just echo everything you guys have already mentioned I will say that it felt a little weird that it was this 11 and and again I'll kind of preface this by saying, yes, it is UI. I mean, the the most important thing about these typically these consoles are the games, right? We want to know what we're playing. We already know that and we've known that for a bit. And so we're kind of just, you know, until we get to release date, just kind of hoping for little bits of information. And for me, it kind of felt like, you know, we're less than a month away from this thing launching. And it's just, you know, with everything to do with covid and not having a typical e3 not having the typical um you know content creators and influencers and reviewers previewing this thing like they typically would with a console launch it just as you know it's felt weird altogether and how this information has been mm-hmm. laid out. So I don't think there's any. Very certain, disjointed. Yeah, it's very disjointed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've seen PlayStation do a, a couple larger press events with some state of plays um, in the past. And so, yeah, like it's kind of up in the air on how they want to relay this information. Um, they could have just done a, a PlayStation blog post, which they did. And I'm going to be uh, quoting that later. But, you know, could there have been a little bit more than a video? Sure. But really, what would it do at the end of the day? everyone well not everyone got their pre-orders but you know we 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 know that we're getting the console on november 12th and you know whatever features are there are going to be there regardless of what we think of it so um i just yeah it'd just be nice i'm kind of in the same boat adam of like it's been a, a several months of getting these big hype announcements and getting prepared for next generation and it's like okay we're ready and let, let's just get it, get it, get it over with, kind of thing. So
1: right, yeah. If we had had E three this year, like you know, both companies would have done their, their you know, big reveal events, mm-hmm. and that would have been the end until it was time for the consoles to come out. But instead, it's just been this slow trickle of information, yeah. and it's like they're trying to keep the hype rolling. And it's just like it, it's just it's hard. It, it's just kind of wearing me out at this yeah. point. <laughs> no, for sure.
0: I'm in the same boat, so.
1: And that's coming from me, who's always like, oh, I love hearing game news. And, like, I still do, but it's, like, it's almost just too much right
2: now. (laughs) Sure. I I know what you're saying, because, like, I've enjoyed all these things, but it's, we, like, sit and wait around for them forever. Like, when are they going to show the UI? It's been forever. When are we going to see something else? And then rather than just telling us when they're going to show it, they just drop it out of nowhere. And so when they do that, I'm like, oh, okay, well, here it is. You know, it's like. If you're going to do these kind of events, at least let us know like, hey, the next one's going to be coming two weeks from now and we'll tell you more later. You know, that kind of thing. It just has felt, like you said, disjointed. Everything is just uh, you wake up one day and there it is. So yeah. I'm, I'm with you guys. Like I, I love the the steady trickle of information, but the way that they've done it has been a little um, a little less than ideal, I think. Even if we look to back to last week with, uh, you know,
0: Pulling apart the actual console, those videos that dropped, um, mm-hmm. and where they took off, where, you know, they were looking at the uh, the physical PS5 unit. It's like that's great. Why couldn't we just like combine all these things into like, uh, you know, PlayStation is is releasing these things, and and again, we've already alluded to it, but just the fact that you know we don't need this thirty hour presentation of going into every single feature or whatever that the playstation 5 offers but at the same time when you're saying we don't we're we're tight for time like i'm like playstation you made the video like you chose to make it exactly 11 minutes long long as you want yeah so like the fact that you're like oh we can't get to that it's like well sure you can you're choosing not to by (laughs) by you know excluding it from this presentation so yeah uh, they've just been oddly like secretive about everything it's like dude just just
1: stop just stop exactly <laughs> meanwhile xbox is giving up the farm and everyone's getting hyped about the console right. and yeah. yeah
2: yeah playstation almost feels like they're like coming from behind and they're not they're they're in the lead yeah. you know coming into this generation totally. it just feels like they're playing kind of coward at this point it's really weird yeah yep
0: so i recommend anyone who hasn't had the chance yet to you know go on youtube watch this 11 minute video so you can kind of get the full details of everything I am going to be reading from a PlayStation blog post titled First Look, PlayStation's 5 Next Generation User Experience uh, that just kind of briefly outlines a couple couple things um, very briefly. So again, we're not going to go into a deep dive of pulling apart everything that was said in this video. That you can do on your own time and watch, but we'll kind of just give our opinions on some of these things that they highlighted. So... um, so yeah, let's let's start it off here. So with less than a month until launch, we're thrilled to share our very first look at the PlayStation 5 console's user experience, UX. Oh, sorry, it wasn't the UI, it was the UX. My apologies. <laughs> I've been hoping for the wrong thing. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The new UX is completely centered on the player to provide you a truly next-generation experience with deeper immersion that quickly connects you to great games and a passionate gaming community. We believe your playtime is valuable and should be meaningful, and all the new features we're delivering are inspired by that concept and vision. The new UX introduces several new features designed to make your gaming experiences more fun, engaging, personalized, and social. So, bunch of buzzwords. One of the highlights is a new control center, which provides immediate access to almost everything you need from uh, from the system at a single press of the PlayStation button on the DualSense wireless controller, all without leaving the game. Uh, So this, uh, oh, sorry, let me read this part too. We've also added a new feature called Activities, designed to bring you closer to key elements of gameplay. Activities are displayed via on-screen cards in the control center which enables you to discover new gameplay opportunities, go back to things you missed, jump directly into levels or challenges you want to play and much more. Some activity cards can be put in picture in picture mode so you can view them without having to leave the game. Uh, navigating the interface, switching between games, and hopping on into online matches occurs quickly. As we rebuilt the entire software stack from the console to the network to bring you a truly next-generation experience, we believe in less time you spend waiting for—or sorry—we believe the less time you spend waiting to interact with the system, the more time you will have to spend playing games. We wanted to give you an early peek at a part of the PS, PA- s5 ux journey in our video walkthrough so we hope you enjoy the tour also keep in mind this is in pre-production environment so there may be some minor changes but it'll give you a taste of what to look forward to when ps5 launches in november um all right so that's basically it so where we should start obviously is the the part that they spent the most time on which are these cards um and activities so in the video itself they brought up Sackboy's Big Adventure and there's kind of uh yeah this control center that basically has all these cards and you know there's ones that basically say a level name and your percentage of progression through that level um there I believe there was cards that you can pull up certain uh trophy information they didn't really go too deep into that um but there's like all the levels are kind of listed out with these little thumbnail pictures like you see on like netflix or something like that and yeah it gives you progression updates on how how much you've completed that level there was a little bit of uh i think there was a a tab i don't know if this was from the game itself or from the the main menu because they they showed off both the first part was this whole cards in sackboy adventure just as an example to like kind of show what would be displayed for the game and then they showed that main menu which really isn't too different from you know it's a different different look for sure from the ps4's Mm -hmm. interface but you know it's it's kind of similar in in the sense that you have your tiles with your games you have the one for playstation store settings capture gallery all that jazz so was there anything in this presentation that you guys thought was interesting? I mean, the big thing that they really were trying to show off is this kind of like each game kind of has this in-game kind of menu within PS5's interface where you can kind of access all this information and content. And I I for me like I thought the the idea of pulling up tutorials or something like that for a specific section was kind of cool. They, I don't know how that would work with every game, but in SAC... It's soccer, very Stadia-like. It is very mm. Stadia-like. It's like that <laughs> concept that they had of like, hey, you're stuck on this level. We'll throw you over onto YouTube and you can watch a video. And it, and it's funny because even in the presentation, they took a little jab at that by saying like, we're not going to like show you show you a video that you have to scroll through and find the part that you're at and all that. Mm. Like it just is like you know, basically uh, a snap picture in picture over on the side and you can actually have it up on your screen and watch it happening while you can see your gameplay and um, do it, you know, in case you came across something that requires a lot of, you know, you have to do something while looking at how to do it, right? So that was kind of neat. But again, I mean, it's just making things snap, snappier and quicker, which is kind of what they said they wanted wanted to focus on is making sure that you're you're engaged in the games and playing the games but i mean first world problems right like if i'm stuck on a level i mean i'm not too upset of having to pull out my phone and google something but right. a cool little feature just to add in there anything that you guys wanted to mention
2: yeah i mean the the game guides thing seems cool um it also seems like that feature that is going to be used really heavily for the first six months and then potentially forgotten about. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I hope not. It seems like a really cool idea. Um, I don't know how much, you know, someone like like myself would use it because I feel like, you know, same deal. I can just pull out my phone and go find a a video on YouTube. And and the thing with that is, like, you know, if these are all going to be programmed in by the developer, they're going to show you, like the way they intended you to to do something, you're not going to get like the, Oh, here's how you can get through this 30 minute section in 15 minutes, (laughs) you know? Mm. So, um, I don't know. It's a, it's a cool feature. I don't know how much I would use it. Um, the whole cards thing is, is interesting. I, I, it almost seems like they're doing like the Apple thing of like solving a problem. Nobody really had. Um, so it's one of those (laughs) things where it's like, this will either catch on and be really, really cool, or it's going to be completely forgotten. That's, kind of how i see it and um if it's completely forgotten it's kind of going to be a waste because it takes up a whole lot of space on the uh kind of the the playstation menu Um, right you know looking at the screenshot they have here on the blog you know your typical stuff that you would hit the ps button for like your party and your volume and your um you know system settings and stuff like that is all very very small down at the bottom and they're very much featuring these cards so i mean if they can get developers to commit to it and find unique uses for that kind of stuff then i think it's something that could be really cool but it's just going to depend on on how much adoption they get out of those developers and and if people are actually using the features or not so right
1: yeah i I think the the card thing is is a little bit of a mess in my opinion um it's just there's so much going on and i i feel like it's just going to end up pulling a lot of people out of the games for too long Uh, I think about it like in RPG, right? RPGs are meant to have you typically spend a lot of time menuing. And that's, you know, by design for the game. And that's kind of what we've all come to expect. And I feel like this is the RPG equivalent for every other game right are we just going to spend all this time menuing in our our control center menus looking at our cards and seeing our progress on trophies and every like i just feel like it's going to pull people out of the games too frequently right uh even though it's designed not to it's designed to be convenient uh i'm just not sure that it's going to translate the way that they want to and i could be totally wrong obviously we don't have any hands-on but uh that's just the way it felt for me it just seemed like Okay, we're, And I know this, again, was to show off their UI or UX or whatever. Um, but it just seemed like, okay, you're just spending so much time in the menu. like, right. and, and again, they're not trying to show off the game necessarily. They're showing off these features. But um, yeah, so it's like in RPGs, absolutely, I want to be menuing because that's part of the game. That's part of the experience. Uh, when it comes to the console... I don't know that I want to be menuing all the time, even now, like, you know, sometimes I jump out of a game and I go into the trophy list to see where I'm at, and, like how many I have left. And, um, and, and even that, like, you know, it kind of takes a little bit too much time. Like I right. spend sometimes too much time looking at, at trophies and stuff, but yeah, so I'm, I'm not sure I'm, I'm skeptical on the, the card thing. Um, the, the picture in picture thing does seem kind of cool again, provided that it doesn't take too long to get what you're looking for. Um, if you do need like a quick tip to find whatever it is, um, I do, however, really like the fact that the, uh, the store is no longer a separate application. It's just built right into mm-hmm. the UX. Yeah, that's I awesome. think that was a very slick decision for them. I I'm very grateful for that decision. Uh, it, it can be such a pain to deal with their store sometimes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, and I'm very curious to see because they did say that, uh, I guess uh, curation is going to be better this time around because mm-hmm. cur- current curation is just garbage. Oh, you liked Ghost of Tsushima? Let us recommend Madden
0: 21. Like, what? Yeah. Or <laughs> How... You, in the, where are you drawing? Are you getting these that, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like you, oh, yeah. you search something and it's like you're looking for something. Like, I'll type in a genre, for example, like horror. And you think, like, okay, let's give me, like, the at least the first 10 games should be know the top horror games or whatever evil within resident evil whatever you want to talk about but instead it's like here is a character add-on pack from some game I have never heard of for like and I gotta like scroll through things and it's just like, like episodes of tv shows and movies yeah it's and like so avatars and themes and it's like <laughs> oh my god just let me look at yeah. this and access this content in a more efficient way so
1: the other thing I'm going to gripe about, uh, so one one gripe and then one one cool thing I guess is, uh, with the the new party thing that they have going on, like I guess the the parties are just kind of always open, like just the same group is, which is kind of cool, you know. We could just kind of drop in and out of that party at any time. It seems mm-hmm. like if you know I'm playing Fall Guys and you guys are playing something else, but you can just hop right in. It's already built just for us. Uh, that's pretty neat. But then they showed, oh, you can take pictures or videos or whatever, and you can share it right to your party. And I'm thinking to myself, couldn't they just, I know they, they wouldn't do it, but I'm thinking how great it would be if you could just post it right to Discord from there instead mm-hmm. of saving it mm-hmm. to some party thing that I'll probably not look at very frequently. Um, but I know I like to share a lot of things on Discord with you guys. And so it's like, I would rather just do that if that's a possibility. Um but i did like the the screen share thing right so yeah, that's cool. you know maybe maybe you're playing something luke you're playing miles morales and i'm playing sack boy or, or what have you like i could have you in the one corner just playing your game picture in picture seeing what you're doing meanwhile i'm playing whatever i'm mm-hmm. playing or even think think something like fall guys right like I could have your picture in the corner while I'm playing, like yeah, you know, while right. we're in the same group playing the same game. So I could kind of see what mm-hmm. you're experiencing, and then kind of see what I'm experiencing in the same game. Like I think that would be cool, um, and you know, that would work great with any multiplayer game, provided it's supported. I'm not sure what that all looks like, but you know, uh, Call of Duty fans, right? So if you're playing on the same team and you want to know where your your squad buddies at and you know it's kind of a way you could keep an eye on each other so that's kind of neat Uh, again depending if that that's how it works so I, I thought that was pretty cool again I don't know how much I'll use that but mm-hmm. uh, it's neat that it's there
0: yeah it's like take giving like a, a multiplayer element to single-player games right where you can kind of be in a party and play your separate games but also kind of be playing together in a certain way and, and like you said that Call of Duty example or Fall Guys like that's that's great if multiplayer games that you can play with your friends but um you know it, it's fun to to be able to see what they're doing and what their experiences is like so yeah i i don't know how frequently it's going to be used or if it's one of those things you know like like you said garrett that people talk about how cool it is in the first six months of the console and then we all forget about it right, right. Mm-hmm. just focus on <laughs> touchpad <clears throat> yeah exactly right so i mean <laughs> these consoles that whenever they're and it's hard for this generation i think because like typically in the past console generations have been defined by their graphical power right what resolutions they're performing at frames and they're still a part of that but it's becoming less and less as we continue on right like we can only make these games look so good before you know like there's other things and that's kind of what especially xbox has been doing of here's like the features and playstation too with their solid state drive of loading games faster and stuff but um i feel like they're just trying to add these things into like making it seem like oh this is next gen because we have all these shiny new things to kind of go with it when it's like well really i mean even playstation when you look at these cards it's, it reminds me a lot of what Xbox has pretty much done majority of the generation with their stats and uh, in, in achievements in their games mm-hmm. because you can on Xbox just pull up a game like I can go to Garrett's profile compare our trophies and I can compare stats where um, you know some games some games have more stats than others there's some games that You know, the developer didn't support this and there aren't anything to compare, but I could, you know, pull up Apex Legends and I can compare how many matches I play compared to Garrett's and, you know, taking those like leaderboards that you see on multiplayer games and bringing them into all games that you're playing on your console. So, you know, Xbox, and they've done that even with, uh, you know, the percentages when we're talking about progress, right. Of like sure achievements, but, um, other things as well how much of the game you've completed in terms of content that's available to play and stuff so what i would like if they're they're doing these kinds of things two things i would really love for them to show me how many hours i have played this game for because that's something that xbox has that i can kind of you know like there's there's lots of games where in game menu you can pull up hey like final fantasy seven remake have that great little clock of like or the yakuza games are great for that but i have other games like ghost i have no clue how many hours i can kind of estimate Mm -hmm. but there's nothing kind of tracking that right and so for myself i kind of like to know because i'm playing so many different games like how many hours I'm putting in into these games and stuff. So that's one thing that I hope is part of this. And then the second is if they have these progress percentages of, of things um, and really breaking down of you've completed this in in these tasks or whatever is I hope that transfers a little bit to trophy uh, trophies because I'm not a huge trophy hunter and I don't re- typically care. But when I am going after trophies, especially if it's like a collect-a-thon and you have to collect so many things it would be great to just have some sort of even if it's just a percentage right a number of like hey you need to collect all of these i don't know open all these crates or something like that and there could be hundreds of them and there's no real way to like sometimes keep track of things you've done and stuff like that depending on the the game and it'd be cool to be like hey you've Completed 90% of this trophy. So he was like, okay, I just have to do a couple more things and I can get this. Again, very small things that don't really matter in the big picture, but <laughs> it's like, if we're looking at what they're presenting, I hope they have these little details included. Little
1: things can add up, you know? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. One. Y-
0: Oh, go ahead. Go Garrett. ahead. No, oh, I was go just ahead. gonna
2: say we haven't talked too much about the the main actual menu that you get to when you boot up. Um, there's not a whole lot to say about it. It is very similar to the to the PS4. Um, I think it looks a lot cleaner though. Um, it's less cluttered. And the thing that I really like is that there's a games tab and a media tab, right. which separates out all your streaming and all that kind mm. of stuff into its own tab. Uh, which is great for me because I don't really do any streaming off of my PlayStation as far as like movies or anything mm-hmm. like that. So it's like perfect, out of sight, out of mind. I don't ever have to see because I'm sure there's, you know, like a built-in video player and stuff like that, you know, with, with every console. And so something I'm never going to need to use most likely. So just just thought that was an interesting thing um, that they, they kind of separated things out like that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just to echo what, what you said, Adam, the fact that the store is its own um, – not its own app, uh, but its own, you know, part of the the system now is is awesome, so.
1: Yeah, it's so small, but it's, it's really such a big, you know, big thing. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. And we were kind of talking a little bit before the show about how they didn't really go into any sort of explicit detail of whether or not there's going to be like a quick resume feature like the Xbox, uh, the new Xbox Series X and S are going to have where you can just, really quickly jump between a bunch of different games, you know, right into to where you left off. And so we didn't really see that. And they kind of sped through the part where they were sort of switching games. So we don't know what that's going to look like if they have anything like that. And if they did, you know, why why wouldn't you show that here while you're demonstrating the uh, the UX?
0: Yeah, it was it's definitely been a big assumption that people have made that you know Xbox for several months now has been talking about their big buzz marketing things like quick resume and uh what was the other one smart delivery smart delivery yeah and um at this point like i i'm pretty sure every the, i i got to give them credit because i do understand what those things mean and what they do they they might not be easily explained in one sentence but you know I understand quick resume on Xbox means that I can jump in between several games. Um, I don't need to, you know, when I'm jumping over from Cyberpunk to Apex Legends, you know, it's, well, that's a bad example because it's a multiplayer <laughs> game. But, you know, if we're if we're going through games where I don't have to like... Everyone uh, just freezes until you <laughs> yeah. come back. It's like, oh, hey, Luke, welcome back. <laughs> but, you know, like... Um, Obviously, that wouldn't work with games with servers and stuff like that because you would have to re-log into those. But, you know, just being able to jump between single-player games or, you know, if I'm playing Ori, uh, uh, jumping in, complete a couple levels, and then I'm back into Cyberpunk and, and diving into that without having to load up Cyberpunk's menu systems and CD Projekt Red logo and all that jazz. I'm just back into the game. And, you know, people have kind of assumed PlayStation has done that, and we don't really... No, for sure i mean like you said um they did show kind of but they they sped it up right they went from sack boy over to destruction derby all-stars or whatever it's called and that was almost like it was booting up the game from from start because the sony mm-hmm. entertainment or sony interactive entertainment logo came up and all the menu systems came up and then but like we don't know if that was sped up because then they were like, okay, let's just skip past. Like they they literally said, oh, let's speed this up. And right in one section, I was a little, I got a little confused on like why are they speeding that up? That's weird. Um, mm. yeah. So I mean, I I've been hoping that PlayStation has a thing where I can just jump in between the games, and you know, the PS4 it has that where you can put it in a rest mode, and I can just bring up Ghost because it was the last game I'm playing. But you know, there's been times where app closes or if you know the the big appeal is jumping over to another game and not having to do that so it, it remains to be seen how that actually works and you know and if they don't have something like that you know that could be considered a, a win for Xbox it's not going to be like oh Xbox they're the king of this generation but it, it it's a, a feature that they really outlined that hey we're doing this we've branded it so it's it, you know it's in people's minds and you know, little things like that, they add up. And when you do that, you know, five or six features like that, you know, people could rationalize that as a a reason to go and buy that console or whatever. And so I got to give props to Xbox on that. Like we've been saying on the show, PlayStation hasn't been doing a
2: lot of that. Yeah, like you said, I mean, the little stuff adds up. You know, you add up X Cloud, Quicker Zoom, Smart Delivery, Backwards Compatibility. Mm -hmm. All that stuff is like, stuff that they've been outwardly talking about and, you know, showing off and with PlayStation, all that stuff has kind of been like, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit and yeah. kind of leave you in the dark. And it's just right. kind of, kind of just weird to see the two different approaches. It's like PlayStation is kind of, um, just rolling with what they've been doing and keeping this stay in the course and, and Xbox is ready to just like shake things up a little yeah. bit. So yeah. it's going to be really interesting when they're both out and we can compare things side by side and see what one system has that the other doesn't and vice versa totally
0: now before we kind of end off this topic i will say one more thing about xbox that because we've already on xbox one got in that new ui right with the mm-hmm. new look and everything and i'll say right off the bat that i'm playing on my xbox one x but even just going through the menu system seems snappier and quicker uh mm-hmm. especially the store like their last update to the store on xbox like they, they nailed it on that one because like I would load up the store and it would just be like blank tiles that I'm like, I don't even know what's <laughs> going on. I think I've sent you guys pictures before. Mm-hmm. um I've had that with Game Pass, too. Um, and uh, I did. I will say I did have to like totally unplug my console after that first update. But once I put it back in, yeah, things loaded up real quick. So I'm just like getting really excited for the snappiness and the quickness that these consoles are gonna have in terms of like obviously the games and the gameplay, but also just the the UI stuff because PlayStation 4 is just it's insane when like a trophy pops and I press the PlayStation button to kind of see the details of the trophy, <laughs> and it will like uh 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 like <laughs> have a hard time processing. <laughs> so it's like yeah, th- those little quality of life changes are are going to. To, to be noticeable, at least in the
2: first couple months, for sure. So, I don't know if this happens on everyone's PS4, but when I unlock a trophy, I always have this weird, like, the audio cuts out for, like, half a second, and then, like, two seconds later, the trophy sound plays. Mm. It's super weird. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All this stuff that, like, the systems are just... They're seven-year-old systems at this point, you know? Right. People, uh, Things have gone, come a long way in terms of software since then, and so uh, PlayStation really hasn't done much to update, you know, you know the, the yeah. UI of the PS4, and, and Xbox has continually evolved it, and I think that's why they're, you know, just kind of rolling with what they have. They've been working mm-hmm. on it consistently for seven years. I mean, we've had basically three or four different styles of dashboard so far on the, on the Xbox One, so... Um yeah, props to them for just kind of like nailing the software part of it at this point. Um, I've had that new UI. I'm on like their insider ring or right, whatever. Yeah. So I get them a little bit early. I've had it for a month or so now. And yeah, it's super snappy. And I can't wait to see how it's going to perform whenever you've got, you know, the SSD and fast yeah. loading and all that stuff going on as well. It's just going to be super smooth, I think. So,
1: And now I feel like we should mention, I don't think any of us hate the uh, the PlayStation You know, UX or anything like that. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of cool features. There's a lot of neat Mm -hmm. uh, adjustments that they've made. They've sort of modernized it. It's cleaner. Um, There's a lot of really good things they did in there. Um, There's just, you know, some things that we might not that we're expecting. Maybe we won't use that frequently. Mm -hmm. Um, But but in the end, I mean, it's still an improvement over over what we have. And I think it's going to be totally fine. I think it'll be. Uh, perfectly usable i think a lot of people are are still going to enjoy it
0: yeah these things are really hard to show off too like it's one of those things that you kind of just need to pick up a controller and explore things yourself right um to kind of see you know go go down the rabbit hole of the the settings and the menus on Everything that you can kind of access, right? It's that's hard to show in a video, let alone make it kind of exciting. So for me, like even like the cards and stuff, I was interested in it, but, um, I, I think I'm going to have to actually get my hands on and explore those in a couple different games to really kind of understand what they're doing with that. And I'm sure once I do that, you know, right away, I'll be like, Oh, this is makes clear sense. It's very, um, clean and outlined, you know, in a reasonable way. So yeah, we'll just have to to wait, but really not that long. Like we're like I said, less than a month, and we'll we'll be playing next gen games and and playing with these uh, new consoles. So very exciting. All right, well that concludes our big topic for the episode. Before we get into what games we are playing, I wanted to remind you that Games Are Fun has their very own merch. We launched launched this earlier. This year, back in the summer, we have a large collection of apparel and accessories. At the beginning of October, we actually launched three new styles of shirts. We have the Spaced Out Alien Tee, which was designed by Andrew Bardecchi, one of my friends. And uh, he spent quite a bit of time, like several weeks, uh, tweaking that design on kind of what I had I basically just told him like, hey, I want aliens or monsters playing video games and he came up with a really rad design. Um, so that one's really cool. We also have the 3D, retro 3D long sleeve shirt, which is perfect for that cold weather coming up. And then we have that graffiti logo tee that we originally sold in white, now available in black. Um, so black shirt with the white logo. So head over to gamesarefunpodcast.com or look for the link in the show's description and take a look at what we have to offer. If you enjoy listening to the show and you're one of our regular listeners who tune in every single week, maybe consider purchasing a a shirt because that is a great way to support us financially. We do everything here at Games Are Fun on our own time and uh, basically everything out of our own pocket. So we don't make any money off this, any t-shirt or stickers that we sell on that pod, uh, gamesarefunpodcast.com is going to go back into the show some way so that we can help build the show, produce bigger, better quality content for you guys. So, thank you so much to everyone who has purchased something from the store already. If you haven't, please go check out that, that store and, and see what we have to offer there. Alright, with that being said, let's go into what we have been playing. So, I'm actually going to let you go first, Adam, because you had that whole episode uh, to talk about games, but uh, maybe you have some updates or you want to add a couple things um, in there. So I'll turn it over to you.
1: Yeah, so uh, so last week I spent a lot of time talking about some games. Uh, I've pretty much just been continuing uh, playing those same games. So I don't really have a whole lot new to talk about. Uh, I will say, you know, last week I spent a lot of time talking about phasmophobia and for good reason. Um, (laughs) I think this is probably going to be a a top 10 game for me this year. Uh, to be honest, um, I, I almost want to make it game of the year. (laughs) 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 Um, I'm, I'm really liking that game. Uh, I basically did all, but, but give it a, a review score at the end. It was pretty damn close to just like a full review. I think, uh, Gosh, me and Steven talked about that game for a solid, like, 15 <laughs> minutes. So um, plenty going on with that game. <laughs> and and like I said earlier in the show, there's more to come with that. Uh, yeah, we've just still been, we've been playing that, uh, you know, the past couple weeks. and Probably is going to continue through the rest of October. Uh, hopefully longer. I would probably still, you know, play that game even after October mm-hmm. ends. Uh, Luke, I know uh, you said you were interested, and I know you popped in, on uh my stream once or twice did you get a chance to see much of
0: the game i did yeah and everything looked really cool gameplay wise in in what i watch but i didn't get to watch uh, a ton and um on the side when you first started playing it i did watch some uh gameplay videos on youtube just to familiarize myself with the game but it it looks like a blast
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. It's so fun.
0: (laughs) I, uh, I was,
1: we were playing last night, man. I died a bunch last night and it's, uh, it's crazy too, because I, I was on like a really good streak too of not dying. And I think I died like three times last night and, so i i had a nice chunk of money saved up but i i ended up spending a lot of it to repurchase uh all the equipment that i was losing when i was dying but i tell you it it doesn't matter that game's a blast either way Mm -hmm. the only time uh it really sucked is i died really early on and not even sure how i died i'm i'm still confused how that happened um the the way that the ghost is programmed and the ai and and all that Uh, it shouldn't have been able to get me. So either shouldn't have been able to get me or it should have got me a lot sooner. Um, so it's just really confusing the way it all broke down the way that it did either way. Uh, so I was dead for pretty much that entire match. And so I could just basically do nothing but sit there and watch the rest of the team, try and figure out what this ghost was. And, uh, so I was a little bit bummed out because I do really love the investigation stuff of it all. That's, but even even dying and just kind of watching them struggle to try. And, and it turns out we were investigating the wrong room the whole time. So uh, <laughs> that's just, I didn't, you know, we didn't find that out till pretty late in. I was already dead. And I'm just thinking like, man, I wish I was alive for this. Because uh, then we'd have a whole new room to investigate. Yeah, that was definitely one of the trickier ones. And it was on the smallest map available. So hmm. um, pretty interesting the way that one played out. But uh. I, I've also been playing some more Genshin Impact, uh, so I've been having some fun with that. Still haven't really spent any money on it. Um, I, I finally had a couple rolls where I got some new characters just using like the uh, currency that you acquire in-game. So they weren't particularly great characters. I don't think I'm really going to use them, but it was cool to to get some new people. Um, it's it's definitely starting to get to a point where it's feeling a bit on the grindy side. I wish I could speed things up just a little bit, um, and even with real-world money, uh, I don't think there's really any way that I could speed up some of the grind that I'm in right now, which uh, is, I guess, good and bad. Uh, that's why it's not tempting me to spend any money. Um, but on the other hand, I, I kind of wish there was something I could do to just kind of speed Uh, things up a little bit with the uh you know leveling up my items and my characters and things like that but overall still really fun game it's uh man I can't believe you know the just the quality of of that game uh it's it's still just totally mind-blowing to me you know that it's a free game but I guess I shouldn't be that shocked because we've seen uh some really solid free games come out you know like Apex Legends and uh you know I guess you know people would even argue Fortnite and then there was uh wasn't one of the, the Call of Duty Battle Royales, wasn't yeah, that a free, Warzone's one? free. Y- y- Yeah, Warzone's free. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it shouldn't be that surprising at this point that uh, there's, you know, high quality free games coming out because we, you know, we keep seeing it happen. So, yeah. Um, fall guys season two came out uh last last thursday mm-hmm. and so i played a little bit of that I'm, I'm not hooked on it like i was with season one but i have been playing it i do want to max out that battle pass uh for for season two the new games are a lot of fun um they've made some some visual improvements some uh, music changes to some of the existing stuff so um really cool just to have that little extra variation the new costumes are really freaking cool except for the weird sonic one they just released i don't know how i feel about that um but (laughs) otherwise (laughs) yeah uh they did have a pack that came out where you could get uh gosh what was it a knight a wizard and a dragon costume Mm. um so i did buy that it was like five bucks i was like why not Uh, Because I really wanted the knight outfit and uh, yeah, that that one's my new favorite, but the other two are really the wizard and the dragon are pretty dope. Uh, So yeah, their, their costume game is, is on point this season. So uh, definitely still worth playing. It's just, I've been so engrossed with these other games that I haven't just been Mm -hmm. playing that much. Um, And lastly here, I started playing uh, a little bit of fantasy star online too. Again, I just kind of want to get back into that again another free-to-play game that's you know pretty right. pretty uh, high quality um so yeah when when I kind of hit a little bit of a wall in Genshin Impact I'm like well maybe I'll go try Fantasy Star Online 2 again because last time I tried I just couldn't get into it and I think I'm I'm kind of struggling with it still but I think I'm feeling better about it now than I was the last time I tried to play so um, I, I do want to get into that a little bit more but you know couple couple real time consuming games between the two of them if you really want to you know max out all your stuff and do all the things so um you know i just have to try and carve out some time when i can to uh to to keep playing that while i'm still busy playing genshin impact and phasmophobia so but yeah that's that's what i've been playing awesome
2: that's great how about you garrett yeah, it's gonna be a little bit short and sweet for me as well. Um, really, haven't had a ton of time the last couple weeks to get into anything. So, really, just been kind of plugging away at Avengers, doing a mission here and there. Uh, I think I'm getting pretty close to the end. Uh, just unlocked Thor, which I believe is the last character you unlock until the post game. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 a good game. Um, don't don't know yet whether I'm going to continue on and get into the multiplayer stuff or not. Um, I guess it kind of depends how soon I actually finish it and what I've got uh, left, how much, how much time I have left before next gen, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause once that happens, I'm going to be dedicated to, you know, cyberpunk and, and uh, Spider-Man and stuff like that. So um, the thing I'll say is that it's a fun game. It's the story is it's a comic book story. It's nothing like, Uh, that that you've never seen before or anything like that I think it is a unique story I don't know uh, if it has any basis anything that has actually happened in the comics but um, it's it's decent enough it's carrying the you know the the game forward and um, the thing that's that's really bugged me is just I ran into one really really bad bug one day where I loaded up my save um, basically to go to any mission you have to go to the war table and select the mission and then fly out from there and go to your mission or whatever and uh, this is in the campaign you know I'm, I'm i need to do the next mission to do anything else and it wouldn't let me select the war table i'm walking all around the the whole place talking to everybody doing everything i can think of will not let me select it so then i'm like well okay. let me just restart my game that didn't do it let me restart the ps4 that didn't do it um, so then i'm like well um i start looking online and i see someone said Well, what fixed it for me was I went into the multiplayer mode and that fixed it. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll try that. And I click on the multiplayer mode and it's like, doing this will uh, spoil the ending of the game for you. Don't do this until you've beaten the game. And I'm like, well, I kind of have to do it. Like, I mean, I don't know what else to (laughs) do. So I did it. It only, it didn't really spoil anything. It was stuff I already knew, but um, I go back to the, to the story mode. It's still not fixed. And I'm like, I literally don't know what I'm supposed to do now. Um, so I ended up just walking around the uh, the area a little bit longer. I left the room and came back in the room. And then all of a sudden it was fixed. And I'm like, I've been doing this same exact thing for like 45 minutes now. And now it just all of a sudden works. So um, a lot of people have said that this game feels unfinished. And I, I don't think like in terms of like missions and gameplay and... That kind of stuff, it's unfinished. But in terms of, like, polish, it definitely um, came out the door too soon. It, it could have used a little bit more love than it got. Um, so, again, it's it's a good game. Not a great game. I think if I, like, put a number on it, it would be a solid seven. Like, fun okay. time. yeah. Not something that's going to make a game of the year list for me by any means. Mm. Um, but worth your time if you're into the Avengers. And, you know... Like I said, I don't know how far or if any I will get into the multiplayer. It's something I want to try. You know, we've got uh, our buddy, uh, Jay Yee, friend of our show here, and uh, he's been messaging me every time he sees me on. Like, hey, you want to hop in? And I'm like, I'm still doing the story mode. Sorry, man. So um, I do want to give it a shot and get into a a few games with him and just kind of see what it's like. And then uh, we'll kind of decide from there whether I'm going to continue on with it. But so... Yeah, I promised an Avengers review. I still haven't finished it, but that's my review. I think I can kind of uh, give it a score at this point based on what I've played. So um, The only other thing I really have played in the last few weeks is Hades. I um, know that that got really, really popular a few weeks ago. It's, it seems like it's kind of died down a little bit now, but um, Hades is awesome. Uh, I've never played a game like that before, never did Dead Cells or any of those other kind of roguelike or road-like games so this is my first time trying one out, and I remember when this launched um, in early access. I think it was on the Epic Game Store. It looked really cool, and I almost, uh, you know, went in on it then. And I just decided I would wait till it came to console and was a little bit more fully featured. and And I'm glad I did because it's it's a great game. Everything seems to be uh, far improved from where it was when it first started, and and a lot more content. And yeah, it's just. Uh, Game that i've never uh, had any kind of experience with and so it's really been fun to kind of figure out you know uh as you go along you get to select different abilities every time and kind of just the puzzle of putting together a really good build and seeing what you can do by combining different abilities and how far it can take you through um you know the different rooms and different boss fights and stuff so um not really much for me to say that hasn't already been said about Hades. I think if you are looking for a game that you can pick up and play a, you know, a, a fun amount uh, in a short amount of time, I think it's a really good game for that. You can play 15, 20 minutes and make some good progress and then dip out and come back to it later. Um, so if you're looking for something shorter um, that you can, you know, Kind of just have in your back pocket to pull out when you've got a few minutes. I think that's a really good one, and it's not expensive either. I think it's like twenty or twenty-five bucks on on Switch, which is where I'm playing it. So, highly recommend it. Definitely think everyone should should give it a shot. I know Luke, you were talking about maybe wanting to try it out as well. Have you given that any more thought?
0: Yeah, I mean, I when I heard so much praise for that game and people saying like it's a game of the year contender I'm like well I definitely need to get in on this um it's definitely on my mm-hmm. list of games to get to and honestly I should have just went for it because of how busy I've been the last little while like the switch is like a perfect con- like I've been dropping in and playing some uh Super Mario 3D All Stars here and there mm-hmm. but uh, a smaller game like that would actually be perfect with kind of how my schedule is so yeah, I definitely want to play it. Um, hopefully, before the end of the year, because I know it's going to be. Because uh, I, a lot of people are, because it's got its full release this year, are considering it as like this is its it's in contention for that mm-hmm. kind of game of the year discussion, and so I definitely want to experience so so we can talk about it at the end of the year. So, yeah, just a matter of time and and money of. Just saving away some cash for these expensive sure. next gen games that are coming. Yep. So understandable. Yeah,
2: yeah that that's all I had this week. So. Okay, great. Well, thanks for sharing.
0: Mm-hmm. For myself, I too have been haven't really played too many games, um, like really anything new since the last I talked about, except for Doom Eternal, which came out on Game Pass at the beginning of the month. I actually was able to score it a little earlier because I I put this on hold at the library like well before the pandemic hit and they got copies in back in March when that game came but then they closed the libraries because of everything going on and they resumed those about a month ago and they'd gone through um, some people and so I was able to get it like a week before it came on Game Pass. I was going to just wait but I'm like well I'm not playing anything let's go pick it up and so... Yeah, I'm a big fan of Doom 2016. I've talked about that on the show previously. It is probably the best first-person shooter, in my opinion, on this generation of consoles. I think the mechanics are really solid. It it just handles really well. Uh, I would put Apex, uh, Titanfall 2, and probably a Call of Duty in there as like the best first-person shooters. But Doom is just, I mean, like it's fast-paced and that's what makes it so much fun right you have this crazy heavy metal music and enemies are flying from every direction towards you and you have this huge arsenal of uh rocket launchers and machine guns and shotguns and plasma rifles and it's just like totally decimating these demons in this you know um previously the first one on Mars and now this one is on Earth so it's like these really crazy environments so I love Doom 2016. I would um, recommend it to anyone who's into first person shooters. Doom Eternal basically took that formula that that reboot, you know, presented and just kind of optimized it in a lot of ways. They added a lot of new features um, in terms of upgrading uh, your weapons as well as your suit and Coming up with some new abilities and stuff. There was a little bit of that in Doom 2016, but not to the level that Doom Eternal has displayed. So that's been the biggest change um, for me. The they they have a bunch of new enemies. I'm fairly early in the game. I think I'm only on the fourth level. The the levels are pretty long, I find. Um, Like it takes me at like well over an hour to complete even one level. So um, I was playing on the second hardest difficulty but I had to drop it down because it was just too hard <laughs> and I played the first Doom uh, Doom 2016 on that difficulty but for whatever reason like I don't know if I'm just out of touch or I'm as every year passes my reflexes get slower and slower <laughs> but it's just like I don't know. It was too challenging. I had to drop it down. And even on this lower difficulty, I think I'm on like normal or whatever. Cause I, I like to give myself a bit of a challenge with these games. Cause I don't care about the story, um, at all because it's like, there is a story there and doom eternal. Even I, I will, I will, that's a criticism for the game is they expanded the story, gave a bunch of lore and it's like, man, I'm just here to kill demons. I really <laughs> couldn't care less about reading this log or knowing what's going on. like, it is strictly a gameplay experience for me and that's all I really care about. So, yeah, I I just find this one really challenging for whatever reason and so I um, had to drop it down in difficulty. But I think it's also one of those things where once I get more upgrades and more abilities, the combat, I, I can find my rhythm or what equipment I like to use and and just kind of streamline uh, each battle sequence and stuff. So yeah, I I got to say it's really good. There uh, is a lot more platform elements to it, like way more than the first game. Like there's uh, swinging on like poles and uh, doing double jumps and dashes and climbing on walls. And there was a bit of that in the first one. But this is like, you'll come across a section that will uh, literally be at least 10 minutes of platforming depending on how quickly you move through it maybe that's a little long but um some of the platforming can be quite challenging and so it like that's where it drags out it's like oh i fell to my death and it, it respawns you pretty quick but yeah i it just it's like there's some that i'm like oh, I, I don't care about this platforming right like i'm here to kill demons again so it's like <laughs> it just seems like they're trying to make this this big robust experience but it's like Doom, like, the the DNA of Doom is to, like, just shoot, it's this first-person shooter, you're killing demons, it's kind of nonsense in a way, and that's what it's all about, and, you know, they they killed it with Doom 2016, making the gameplay mechanics just, like, incredible in how they controlled, and, you know, so... I think they felt the need to try to. Well, we can't just like copy and paste that with some new levels and some new weapons. We gotta add a bit more. So I gotta give them credit that they are adding these things to make it feel like a, a sequel and a bigger game. But yeah, I I haven't beat it yet. Like I said, I've only done four or five levels. So um, you know maybe my thoughts will change as I progress. I really want to get that laser sword that they show have showed off quite a bit. I haven't got that sword yet. So. really excited for that because that will be really fun to play around with but yeah it's a really good game it's on game pass so again you can totally check it out for if you have game pass and if it's not your cup of tea you know no harm no foul but you know it's a it's a triple a game that came out this year and and reviewed really well i think it had like a who had doom eternal didn't someone have doom eternal on their fantasy i had it yeah so it got uh... yeah, it was an 89. Yeah, so that's like a, a decent amount of points for you there. So it's, uh, yeah, it, it did well. And um, it probably won't be too much in conversation for Game of the Year because that was a while ago, back in March. It seems like literally years ago, but because uh, of the pandemic. But, anyways, it, yeah, really great game. I can't wait to play more. And. I also just got some hue lights for my living room. I had the ones back on my TV. So now I'm going to have like totally make it all red and just and play Doom. And it's going to be a it's nice. going to be a time. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So and that's it. I did start Alien Isolation because I wanted to play a spooky or horror game as we get closer to Halloween. And but I'm way too early into that game to give any sort of opinion on it. But uh, I said this somewhere, maybe in the Discord that it is an early gen game because in the menu systems, it's asking about the Kinect sensor because it has some features where uh, you can enable the Kinect microphone so that when if you make noises or scream, it will like alert the alien to like come find you and stuff like that. Um, so kind of funny, but almost is like, wow, that's crazy. I totally forgot about the Kinect. I was like reading it I'm like Kinect. And it took me like a couple seconds to be like, "Oh, connect, that connects. So yeah, <laughs> anyways, I'll probably talk a little bit because I am gonna keep playing that game, but yeah, that's about it. That's all I have for you guys to to share. So Right on. Well, let's end off the show with a question of the week. So we've kind of, you didn't do question of the week last week, correct? Correct. And we didn't do it during the Tony Hawk episode review. And I believe I didn't even post the question like when we initially issued it. So I think it was along the lines of, What do you think PlayStation's acqui- gonna acquire a studio? But that seems like so long ago, and the conversation <laughs> has changed since then. So I'm issuing a new question, which is, What games are you planning on playing launch date for next gen consoles? So whether you're buying an Xbox, or a playstation what games are you hoping to be the first games that you play on those new consoles so you can answer that question by responding on social media i'll make sure to post it on the twitter and the facebook page so you can answer there you can also email us at contact at games or fun if you send in a response to this week's question we will uh, we'll read your responses out on next week's episode so uh, make sure you get those responses in so we can kind of you know engage with you guys and and hear what you guys are playing on on day one of launch day so with that being said i guess we'll end off the show uh quick easy show today uh social plugs adam go for it
1: (laughs) uh twitch and twitter at adam palooza 85
2: awesome garrett i'm on twitter at lp panther you can follow
0: me on Twitter at Luke Allen Arm. Please go, I, I'll echo you, Adam, streaming over on Twitch. You've been killing it with uh, a lot more stream, streaming more frequently, I should say, um, which is really great. And yeah, please please go follow Adam over on Twitch and, and drop in his, his streams there in the chat, especially if you're someone on the show, even if you've never engaged with us uh, on Twitter or on the podcast or anything, but you listen to the show, drop into Adam's chat, and uh let them know where you're from and stuff that would be great
1: yeah for sure I, I don't mind lurking either if you want to come in and just lurk for a bit and just watch but i uh, do love to engage with viewers so feel free to uh say hey
0: awesome all right uh make sure you follow the show on twitter at games fun pod as well as on instagram at games fun pod uh follow our merch page which doesn't have a lot of posts quite yet we're still trying to get that up and running but at games are fun merch because we're gonna that's kind of going to be the place where you can see new additions to our store and and see pictures of our our merch that we're selling over there so make sure you follow those uh facebook.com slash games are fun podcast and discord server invite.gg slash games are fun all the links for everything is down in the show's description so make sure you follow subscribe do whatever you need to do on those social platforms to keep up to date on what's going on with the show if you want to email us like i said contact at games all right garrett adam thank you so much for joining me on this episode and thank you to all of you who listened and we will talk to you all next week